Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, I hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Um, it's your girl, No Mercy here. It's Tuesday night, so you already know what time it is. It's time for No Punches Pulled with me, No Mercy. Some of you probably already know who I am. For those of you that don't or are new, I'm your host, Brooke Millbrook. Formerly known in the fight game, though, is Brooke No Mercy Deardorff. I am a retired professional boxer held the WBC lightweight title until I retired and was inducted into the International Women's Boxing Hall of Fame 2022. I've been through some good, some bad, and of course, lots of BS in this sport of women's boxing. Welcome to my platform. This is where we talk the talk, and of course, we walk the walk here. We bring out the truth in women's boxing. We talk to pioneers of the sport, past boxers, current boxers, even future boxers. We do get down and dirty here, though, and speak the truth of what takes place in women's boxing. You don't want to miss a single episode, so please make sure you like, subscribe, and you share. Uh, let people know to join us every Tuesday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But I hope everyone had a wonderful, wonderful holiday. Um, more holidays to come. But tonight we are sitting down with yet another boxing icon, Hall of Famer, Jamie the Hurricane Clampett Hayes. Jamie began her boxing career at the age of 16 after getting bored with gymnastics after eight years of training. Her mom told her to flip through the yellow pages in the phone book and pick a sport. Um, that's all for all us old heads know what the phone book is and the yellow pages. All you new heads probably don't even know what we're talking about, but hey. Uh, so she flipped through the book. First, first sport she came to, of course, was boxing. So that's what she told her mom she wanted to do. Of course, like so many of us females, she wasn't taken seriously, but her dad did take her to a local boxing gym, not expecting her to last throughout the day. But boy, was he mistaken. Um, she fought as an amateur for seven years, during which she won numerous local titles and regional titles. She was chosen for the Canadian national team, and she had a very impressive amateur career with a record of 25 and 6 before turning pro in 2000. Jamie went 12 and two before winning her first world title on October 31st, 2003. She stepped in the ring with yet another boxing icon and hall of famer, Eliza Olsen, who was six one and one at the time, winning the IWBF super lightweight title. Just her next fight out on March 27, 2004, she won the vacant NABA junior welterweight title by TKO. Skip ahead a few years, 2007, she won a unanimous decision over Mia St. John for the IWBF lightweight title. June 20th, 2007, won a unanimous decision in the rematch with Jane Couch for the IWBF junior welterweight title. She has been in the ring, like so many of us, with the best of the best, best names, you all know them. A uh, few just to name Olivia Garula, Dominga Olivia, Holly Holmes, Jill Emery, Belinda Laraquente, Jane Couch, Mia St. John, Melissa Florentini, Eliza Olson. The list goes on and on for all those pioneers um, of those big, big names. But after a spinal nerve injury during her fight against Holly Holm in 2010, she had called it quits, or so we thought she had called it quits. But however, returned to the ring once again in 2013. In 2020, she was inducted into the International Women's Boxing Hall of Fame, considering my Hall of Fame sister. 
Um, since being inducted, though, into the Hall of Fame, she has begun a remarkable comeback to the sport of women's boxing starting in 2021 with uh, three wins, only one loss and one draw, winning her last two fights this year at the age of 47. Please help me welcome in Jamie the Hurricane Clampett Hayes to the show. What's up, champ? Thank you so much for joining me. It's such a pleasure to have you on. Uh, it's like I said, it's been probably decades since I've seen you last mm -hmm. in person. But how have you been? Uh, I've been great. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's it's an honor to, like I said, to sit down and talk to every single one of uh, my fellow fighters um, and hear their stories. Um, it's just exciting. And to share the stories that people just don't really know because there wasn't much... Uh, spotlight for us back in the day, especially. So it's nice to be able to sit down and actually tell our stories. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, we always kind of start off first, take us back to the beginning. Tell us a little bit about your childhood and how you got started with boxing. Um, so I grew up in Saskatchewan, Canada and, you know, small town. Um, and like you said, I was gymnastics background. Um, when I was 15, I actually, you know, I had an injury in gymnastics and decided just to find something new. And boxing was the first thing that came up in the phone book. Um, the first time I went to the gym, I think that was like the first time a woman had actually been inside the gym. Um, because at that time they would have women wait downstairs, um, if they were picking up their sons or, you know, whoever, so I was the first woman in the gym. Um, I was the second female registered in Canada. So, you know, it was, it was kind of shocking. I don't think I really knew what I was getting into at the time. I just thought, yeah, boxing, this sounds fun. Yes. Um, and from day one, I was hooked. So I knew exactly, you know, that was where I was meant to be. Yeah, absolutely. What's up, Bonnie? Bonnie Mann is in the house. Um, she is one of the best, Bonnie. So are you, though. <laughs> So are you. Um, you did have quite an impressive long career for amateurs back then. I mean, I only had 13 amateur fights because there just weren't very many fights. Um, so you did have a, a pretty extensive amateur career. Can you tell us about some of your favorite fights or memories from your amateur days? Uh, yeah. I mean, I have to say, you know, I started boxing in, I think it was 92 um, as an amateur. And, you know, I was really lucky because I you know, I did go into that gym where there weren't any females. Um, some of the people did not accept me and actually quit the gym. And, but I had a great coach, um, uh, from the start and, you know, he, he got me in the ring right away. Um, the Canadian boxing association had always been a huge supporter of women's boxing and they really started their program earlier, um, than a lot of other countries. So we always had that opportunity to travel. So, um, you know, being on the Canadian team, we traveled to Sweden and Finland and, you know, the United States. And we, we were really fortunate because they put so much um, effort into female boxing. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I got a lot of experience through that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And like you said, back, back in the day, especially females and it being so new, weren't always welcome in the gym. Mm -hmm. um, is there any particular memories you can think of that were just like really bad experiences for you at the gym when you first started? Um, I think like I remember, so my first fight, I 
did fight very soon after I started, which as a coach now, I would never, ever put that, you know, in anyone in that early male or female, but it was kind of funny because, you know, my coach, awesome human, like he was so good to me, but he didn't really know what to do with me. And there was another female. Um, so he's like, you know, you're a girl and she's a girl, like you guys should fight. Yeah. I, I don't think we had a weight class cause she was a lot bigger than me. Um, and I think, you know, before that I actually never really got hit. So I went into my first fight, you know, I'm from Saskatchewan, like farming community, hockey community. The girl had a mullet, you know, it was like tough, like Canadian Saskatchewan girl, farm girl. And she beat the crap out of me because I don't think I ever learned, I learned like a left and a right. And that was yeah. it. So, um, just, you know, that's we, not so familiar. <laughs> yeah. We, they didn't know what to do with us. So they just kind of threw us in there and, yeah. um, after my fight, it was, um, like the, the Saskatchewan provincials or something. Uh, I remember it was on a Sunday. I went home, you know, cried my eyes out cause I got beat up in front of a bunch of people and watched Rocky. And then, um, I went back to the gym the next day, like on a mm -hmm. Monday. So, you know, I was not like the toughest kid, you know, I would say I was a little bit of a tomboy, but, um, you know, like I said, I came from gymnastics background. So I think I had a bit of the athleticism, but you know, I wasn't, I wasn't the toughest kid. Um, but I think then like that gave me, um, you know, a little credibility in the gym and a lot of people respected me, you know, yeah. men, cause it was only men at that point, um, respected me. They're like, Oh, this girl really, really wants to do this. Yeah. Cause you showed back up. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it was there the next day. So yeah, absolutely. And, and that's you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's funny you mentioned hockey. And I here's something I learned when I was um, reading um, up, obviously, a little bit more digging uh, for the interview. And your dad, if I'm not mistaken, played for the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, so he played on the farm team. So okay. Like, so like, yeah, how so did I not know that? I'm from Chicago. I mean, I fought out of Chicago. I didn't live in Chicago, the suburbs. Yeah. But like, I'm a Blackhawks fan. I'm like, how did I not know that? Yeah. 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 So my, um, my dad, uh, you know, at a young age, he, he was playing hockey and he got the opportunity to play in one of the five teams in Chicago. So he left Canada and went, um, and played with them. And then later on played with a Canadian team, um, after he left them, but yeah, he loved it. And, yes. you know, I think it's just some, you know, something that stuck with me is just the work ethic that he taught me, um, as an athlete. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And it, it definitely runs in the family. Um, but you, so you did make your pro debut in 2000. Um, you went 12 wins, only two losses before winning your very first world title in 2003 against another huge boxing icon, mm -hmm. um, Eliza Olsen inducted in the hall of fame with me last year. Um, you won the IWBF super lightweight title. Tell us a little bit about that first fight with her and what it felt like to win your first title. Um, so, you know, fighting Eliza was interesting. Um, she, oh my gosh, she is like one of the toughest women out there. I'm telling you. So the first fight, it was, it was kind of a brawl, I would honestly say. And at the time, um, my beloved, like first trainer that I had in the United States, uh, tiny Richie, 
um, was training me and it was, it was just crazy. Like it was such a crazy fight and, you know, there was a lot of headbutts and it was, it was a really nasty fight. And then after we actually kind of had words in the dressing room after, um, and you know, just, just a crazy experience. But, um, obviously I was super proud and, and grateful that I won the fight and, um, she was such a great competitor. Um, Yeah, I actually just saw her a couple of years ago and it was amazing to see her. We yeah. were at a, both at a tournament, but um, yeah, it was, it was a crazy fight. You know, she's seriously one of the toughest women I think I've ever met in the ring. She, um, it, her style is fierce. She's very, yeah. fierce for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I, like I said, I hadn't met her. I had the pleasure of meeting her at the inductions, obviously last year because we were inducted the same year but yeah um yeah phenomenal woman phenomenal woman um spent some time with her but um yeah she she was definitely fierce definitely yeah fighter um good evening bruce thank you and welcome to the show if you guys have any questions feel free to ask i will make sure and ask her for you um though back to back to that though march of 20 2004 you did add an aba junior welterweight title with a tko victory over lilana Ellis, tell us a little bit about that. Two fights, two titles back to back. That had to be awesome. Yeah, that was a great experience for me because I believe that was on the Vinny Paz undercard um, at Foxwoods, and you know she was she was great. Um, but you know, Vinny was one of my heroes from yeah. um, from my amateur days. I remember reading about him in like a Ring magazine, and and then getting the opportunity to meet him. And then from there, we got to train together. Um, and that was his retirement fight. So just being on that card and, you know, it was, it was, everything was so hyped and so exciting. And, um, and then, you know, winning with the TKO, TKO was just unbelievable. So that yeah. was like probably one of my favorite memories as, you know, in my career. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Vinny. Yeah. Another phenomenal fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's awesome that it was his like farewell fight that you yep. played on, um, and then work with him in the future. Yeah. Um, definitely one of, one of my favorites for sure. Um, from back in the day, um, they just all have so much talent. You really just, I know you got, you can't just pick one thing. They're no. Amazing. Yeah. And I, with, Island. Yeah. With Vinny, it was cool because I got to train with him. Um, and you know, that was his last fight. And I would say like, that training camp, like, you know, I was, I was in great shape. I've always like tried to keep myself in good shape. I, I think he might've been 40 at that time or close to 40 and he outworked everybody in the gym. And that's where I really saw like, you know, what the next level was. Like I, you know, it was one fight, one training camp, but I just learned so much, um, you know, from seeing him train because he was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you put in the work, you put in the dedication, and you get everything you got, it makes a huge difference for those that just kind of slack off and mm-hmm. do enough. Yeah. It's a big difference for sure. Um, Bruce said he's listening from Rhode Island. My homie. Your homie. Well, thank you, Bruce. Do, I don't know if you know Bruce. I don't know you, Bruce, but thank you for joining the show. Bruce. <laughs> <That's a fun. laughs> um, though, June, uh, another um, kind of maybe tough, tough subject for you, but June 12, 2004. Huge name. Everybody knows her. Jane Couch. Um, yeah. Defending your two titles. Um, you did dedicate that fight to your trainer, Tiny, who had just recently passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, 
um, had to have been extremely tough for you to continue on with the fight under those circumstances. You came up a little bit short on the scorecards, but it was an extremely close fight. Um, I'm assuming, I mean, I know Jane, phenomenal, phenomenal fighter. Great fight between the two of you, but the loss had to probably play a little bit of a big role for the outcome of that fight. Yeah, you know, um, like Jane Couch is one of my all-time female favorite fighters of all time. Like, she's just, she's so amazing, and I can say so many great things about her because, you know, she's she's taught me so much as a, as a boxer. But, um, you know, that was really difficult. Um, the day before I went up to box was for the weigh-in. Uh, I was with my trainer who was, you know, he was, um, you know, it, he, it was just, oh my God, it was so, so hard to see him there because he was just such a strong, powerful man. And he, um, was a huge presence in my life. And I knew that, you know, it, it was going to be soon. And, um, he had been in the nursing home like a few weeks before that, um, so I went to see him the day before the weigh-in and he actually passed away and they didn't tell me until the weigh-in. Um, you know, so that was, that was really hard. I found out at the weigh-in that he passed away and, you know, he was, we just had such a special relationship from the start. Um, and it was heartbreaking, but I knew, you know, I had to fight. I was there to fight and I was, you know, I was there for a job, um, you know, Jane was amazing and, and it was a great fight. I think we won like female fight of the year that year. Yeah, you did. Um, I don't remember like one second of the fight. Yeah. Like, you know, it was kind of a blur for me. Um, but it just kind of shows like when you go through, it's, it's amazing to me to see like when people go through traumatic experiences like that, they can mm -hmm. still carry on. They yeah. find a way. And I think that was the big lesson with that fight. Like, I'd been through something so devastating and I, I still got in there and I did my best and you did, you know, it was heartbreaking, but, um, at the end of the day, you know, I was really mourning the loss of my, my friend and my trainer and my mentor. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and he would have wanted you to fight, you know, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, uh, Bruce once says, was that for the Tucker Pudwell fight? No, no. No, uh, the, uh, yeah, that was when Vinny fought, um, Tucker is when I, I fought, uh, oh. Lainey Ellis. Yeah. Okay. So yes, it was Bruce. Yeah. But then the, the couch fight, I'm not, I can't even remember who the main event was for that fight. Yeah. Rest in peace, tiny. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, but yes, good memory there, Bruce. I did not know who he was fighting in that fight. Um, so yes, though, so, um, 2004, we're going to go a little bit ahead. You got a much anticipated rematch with Eliza for the vacant IWBF light welterweight title. But this time you guys fought to a 10 round draw. Mm -hmm. What do you feel was different in the rematch versus the first fight when you won unanimous? Um, so that fight I broke my hand. I think about the second or third round. Um, one thing about Eliza Olsen is she has a very hard head. Um, I remember, like, I remember hitting her with a right hand and, you know, my, my hand blew up right away and it was, it was difficult to, um, you know, fight her, but she, especially that early. Oh my God. She was just relentless. And, you know, I, I think looking back, like with, you know, hurting my hand, I had hand surgery after that fight. 
um, you know, I'm lucky. I'm lucky that it, it could have gone a lot worse. Yeah. Um, I think the draw was fine. You know, I'll take it. But, um, you know, because she was such like a tough, experienced boxer. Yeah. And, I, you know, I feel fortunate that I, at that time, right. I think I feel fortunate I got the draw. Yeah. Um, and you've broken your hand a few times. Mm hmm. Um, I don't, I can't remember which other fight, but uh, several, uh, two or three times, right? Yeah. Yeah. I fought yeah. when I fought Missy, uh, I broke my hand. I've had that. two hand surgeries. Um, and then I just actually broke it. Um, I think it was last, last year I broke my wrist. So I've had, you know, I've, I've had definitely Good. a lot of hand issues over the years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah he kind of, kind of like Floyd with all his hand injuries and mess like what? But you're still yeah. doing it, though. You're still doing it. I'm still doing it, you know, and it's, um, you know, every every day is, especially at almost 48, every day is an experience. So, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, go right back to back after that recovery from the hand surgery, August 2005, once again, won the IWBF lightweight title. TKO again over Shelby Walker. Mm -hmm. uh, how was that fight with Shelby? She was another good fighter. Yeah, she was a great fighter. And, you know, um, that was a fight I was really nervous about. She was um, training with Living Livingstone Bramble, who was, again, like I was a fan of. He was an incredible fighter. Um, so that, that I think she was, no, was she, no, that was Summer De Leon. She was training with, oh my God, I can't remember. But he was an Olympian. Okay. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, because Summer De Leon was with Livingstone. Um, but I, I, I know. Michael, let me know who her trainer was. Yeah, she was. And, you know, um, like I said, Shelby was very tough at the time. She was very well respected. Mm -hmm. And I was, I remember being very nervous for that fight. And I, I trained so hard for that fight because I was like, this is, this is going to be a really tough fight for me. Yeah. Yeah. But TKO victory, you can't beat that. Um, another title in the works. Um, a common opponent we have February 2007. You won again the IWBF lightweight title, defeating Mia St. John via unanimous mm -hmm. decision. Um, I fought her twice, so I know her well. Um, yep. Tell us about your fight with Mia. Um, how how did that one go out play out for you? I, if I remember right, your fight was pretty similar to when I fought her, like the same style. So with that was, you know, for me probably one of the biggest fights um i would say besides maybe jane coach um when i was when i first turned pro i remember telling my trainer in canada i'm gonna fight mia st john someday and he's like oh i don't know you know i don't know if we can make that fight whatever um but that was really you know i respected mia like yeah when she started boxing you know she was okay but she worked really hard and became a really talented skilled boxer she and did. i don't think um for many years that she got that credit and then she started beating people and people are like yeah. oh wow you know um she's not like you know in the beginning with the playboy and everything it was it was kind of a sideshow yeah. but then she started to prove herself because you could see she put the work in yeah um you know mia i honestly say like you know, I, I read about her and I think her story is fascinating it She's is. Been through a lot in her life. But, um, at that time she was tough to deal with. Um, you know, we had an issue with the gloves. 
Um, so in California for a title fight, they had to wear 10 ounce gloves and in Rhode Island, we wore eight ounce gloves. So yeah. she at the fight, like minutes before the fight, she's like, I'm not fighting. Um, yeah, I don't know if I should be telling the story. No, we tell, we tell it all here. <laughs> but, um, you know, it happened many years ago, but yeah, so she, she, I don't know if there was an issue with the contract or if she just didn't know. Um, but in Rhode Island for a title, it's eight ounce gloves, California is yeah. 10. So she, you know, like I said, we're, we're, I'm gloved up. I'm ready to go. She's like, I'm not fighting. So I think she got a little bit of extra money um you know to come out because we had I, we were the main event which was great as a female at that Absolutely. time there weren't a lot of female you know and no. i have to say like my promoter jimmy birchfield who still promotes me after like i think i'm his longest fighter for 20 years yeah. um you know at that time he believed in female boxing and you know the place was sold out and we yeah. you know we put on a great show but yeah she wasn't coming out and she got few extra bucks and, I'm sure and she went did. out there and um you know it was a great fight i think i won every round a uh, 10 round but um you know mia's i give her so much respect and she's somebody who really worked from the bottom and worked her way up and she did um yeah it wasn't yeah. i i don't know if it was her plan to go that far with boxing but you know she she put the work in and she beat a lot of great fighters she absolutely did. Yeah, she did. I mean, like you said, the beginning was a little bit sketchy with the Playboy. It kind of came out like a like a circus and yeah, oh, here we go. Like this is what every this is why everybody thinks that we're not fighters and we can't do this and that. And but she did put in the work and she definitely earned um, you know, her nickname and she earned the respect of people that she actually really was a very um smooth, talented um fighter. She had yeah. really really good defense, really good footwork um mm -hmm. she, she did um she did earn that um like i said i mean i fought her two two different times um and i got two different versions of her so i mean it was kind of nice because the second fight she fought totally different than she fought the first fight um but yeah she definitely had definitely proved herself in the sport for sure yeah um, and her whole story definitely is very inspiring with everything she's been through mm -hmm. um, i still follow her all the time and all her stuff that she's doing so uh, wish her nothing but the best, of course. Um, you did in 2007, exciting rematch you got with Jane Couch, winning unanimous though this time for the IWBF Junior Welterweight title. How satisfying was that win for you? And how different do you feel you performed in the first fight? Um, obviously very satisfying. And, and for many reasons, I think, first of all, just to, um, you know, with the first fight, going through everything I went through, I felt yeah. like I, I wasn't a hundred percent, you know, and I never, it was always like, you know, did she really beat me? Did she beat the best version of me? I don't know. Um, I did switch trainers at that point. So, you know, that was, um, my second, uh, my first fight was with Mia with my new trainer and my second fight was with Jane. So I felt like, you know, I was learning a lot of new stuff and, and I changed up my style a little bit. Um, and then I would say the third reason it was so satisfying, satisfying was because Mia came up to me after the fight, um, or sorry, Jane, and um, said to me, you have improved so much and I'm so proud of you. And yeah. like, I just like, I was such a fan of Jane Couch 
that for her to say that to me was just, um, you know, that was like just so amazing because I yeah. really admired her and I just, you know, she was one of the best at that time. And I, I, for her to say that was just, that was yeah, the best and that's thing ever. So funny that, I love that you said that because I don't know why, but me and Chevelle are very close. Mm -hmm. um, ever since we met at a fight show in California. Um, but I was so nervous because she was like one of my idols. Like I yeah. always looked up to her. And so when we first met, I laughed because I am by no means shy and I'm pretty forward. Um, but I was pretty speechless the first time I met her because I was so freaking nervous. Like I didn't even know what to say. And it was, it's funny because now we're extremely, like I consider her like family. Um, mm -hmm. But she told me for the first time when I interviewed her on the show not too long ago, and we were talking about at that fight where I met her, she was like, oh, like you want to go spar? Like we were out there early, you know, we still could work out or whatever. And she's like, you want to go get some rounds in? And I was like, yeah, sure. So we go spar or whatever. And I mean, she's so slick. I mean, you know her style. So it's not yeah. very easy to hit her, especially with my style and her style. Um, but I landed some shots on her and she she told me, she's like, you know, you're actually probably one of the hardest hitters I ever sparred or worked with oh outside God. of men. And I said, what? And I've known you how long? And you're just now telling me this? But it just meant a lot. I mean, granted, it was how many years later that she told me that. But like, it made me feel good inside. Coming yep. from someone so talented as her. So, yeah. Yeah. That That's it just awesome. makes you light up inside. You're just like, mm -hmm. wow. Like, I impressed them. That makes me feel almost better than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and it's crazy too, just like because you're in the ring with these people and you're, you know, you're you're trying to win, or if you're sparring, you're trying to get yeah. the better of them. And you know, they just show you so much love and respect. And that's absolutely you know, that's really what the sport is about. Yeah, absolutely. Especially back then, I think more so then than I think as today, I don't think the mm -hmm. fighters are quite the same today as they used to be, but we yeah. all look out for each other. Granted, if we were fighting in the ring, it's business, but outside of that, we were all happy to help one another, right? Um, cheer for one another, have their backs, work with them, teach them some things. Um, it was never like, there's only one fighter that I ever, that ever had issues with that. It just, there was no way we could be friends back then that I fought. But other than that, everybody, it was like, after the fight was over, it was like, Hey, you want to go get something to eat? Yeah, like, I mean that's just how everybody was. It was, yeah. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. Um, we're gonna fast forward a few years to your injuries. You did suffer a spinal nerve injury when you fought Holly Holmes in 2010 during the first round. Tell us a little bit about what actually happened, how the injury occurred, and I know you had some serious side effects afterwards. Mm -hmm. uh, which after that, you know, obviously put your career on hold for a while. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, that fight, you know, I was excited to take the fight. I had a great training camp. Um, I felt, you know, I felt so amazing. I think, um, my daughter was, you know, around like 11 or 12 months at that point. So, um, you know, I, I always wonder like, maybe did I come back too soon after having my daughter? I don't know. Um, but, you know, going into the fight, I was confident. Um, I was ready. You know, the, the weight, I have to say, was a little suspect uh, when we weighed in. You know, I weighed in pretty light, and we actually never got to see the scale when she weighed in. Um, so that, you know, yeah, so it's kind of interesting. Um, 
We had some issue with the hand wraps warming up. Um, you know, but for me, like none of that stuff ever bothered me. I was just, you know, it bothered my team more than it bothered me. Yeah. Um, but getting into the ring, I remember, you know, feeling confident, like, you know, even if I can't beat Holly, I know I'm going to give her a good fight, you know? Yeah. And, you know, that was an interesting time in my life because I, I did just have a baby and, you know, I, I think, like I said, I think my daughter might've been like a year old at that time. Um, so, you know, anybody who has had kids and went back, it knows like the transition yeah. and you are a little bit different. Yeah. Um, but, you know, first round getting in there, you know, I, I remember getting hit with a hook and being like, oh, she, she doesn't hit that hard. Um, you know, I've always had a pretty good chin. I can take a punch. And then I slipped in because she was a lefty for a body shot and she kind of fell on me. Yeah. And then I just kind of went numb. Like my, my, the side of my face, my neck, my arm completely went, um, you know, numb. I, I went down. I thought I dislocated my shoulder in the beginning, beginning of it because I have, um, dislocated my shoulder before when I was playing rugby and, you know, I, I, it was just like, what the hell is going on? I didn't really understand. Um, you know, we went to the emergency room. I actually had, which is, it's like a football injury as a stinger. Um, and I was, I had, um, I was paralyzed for like two weeks on my right side. And then I, I think I was in physical therapy for like up to six months after that. So it was devastating at the time. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it took me, I couldn't hold my daughter for a long time. And that was, I think the hardest part. Um, but you know, it's looking back, I'm like, I wish I would have come back sooner. Um, but you know, I didn't know. And you know, I was, yeah. I was a young mother and, and being a mother is the most important thing. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. And safety. And you got yeah. your kids. Now you got kids you got to think about. Absolutely. Um, which was why I retired after my second one. Cause I'm like, now I have two and maybe I better just start focusing on being a mom. Yeah. Which was what made me decide to retire when I did. Um, but yes. Um, and you just don't know. I mean, if, no. it, I mean, it's almost like when I tore my ACL, um, I was done boxing, but when I tore my ACL playing softball and I'm like, I, after that, and I still have never competed in it again, just mm -hmm. because I'm so nervous. Like, I don't want, I'm like, well, what if it happens again? Yeah. Like mm -hmm. it's always in the back of your mind. Absolutely. Um, so, and that's probably part of it. And you just didn't know. I mean, that could be a very serious injury, especially feeling paralysis for a couple of weeks. And yeah. what if it happened? You know, I mean, there's always a, what if it happens and it's permanent, like it's yeah. a risk that you don't know if you're ready to take. Right. Um, I personally had thought you retired after that. Um, I'm sure with a lot of other people, <laughs> but you did make one fight come back in 2013. Mm -hmm. um, you did win that fight. Uh, I think it was Domingo Olivia. Domingo. Yep. Um, so was that just like a fluke? You just took the fight out of the blue or were you starting to come back and then you decided mm, maybe we'll take a little more time off or what happened there with the break? Um, so, you know, I didn't really think I was going to come back. I mean, you, you know, just as well yeah. as anybody is always in you and you can't walk away. Um, so I had my son and I had been training before that. I was, I was doing like a fitness video and stuff. Um, and you know, my coach and I were like, Oh, you know, let's see how this goes, whatever. So we were training. 
Uh, and then he was like, you know what, you should, you should take another fight. I'm like, oh, absolutely. Like I, I think I'm ready after the Holly fight. It had been a few years. And then of course I found out I was pregnant. Um, so that's not happening. So, you know, uh, I think it was like eight months after my son was born, I decided to, I'm like, let's just, let's try one more time. Um, so I fought Dominga and, um, you know, it was a great fight and I felt yeah. really good about it, but it was kind of, you know, with having babies, I had like a toddler and a eight month old. It's like, come on, like, this is just, you know, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> it is. So. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, I love, I, I love my kids to death and they're always come first, but you know, when you're training, it's, it's, uh, you know, you have to be dedicated. And so, um, so I did it and, you know, kind of put it out of my head. Um, and then, uh, I want to think of the time I, I was sparring with Shelly Vincent a lot. We, I just opened uh, my gym with my three other partners and we were sparring a lot. It's about, yeah, like five, six years ago, five years ago. Um, and I was sparring and I was just feeling God and, you know, I looked God and I had my coach come and meet me. I was like, I ah, just come, you know, work my corner. We're just doing it for fun. Um, and that's kind of when I got the bug again, you know, kind of helping her and getting her ready for fights. And, you know, she's a very close friend of mine. I think yes. she's an incredible fighter. Um, and you know, she always, Oh, Jane, you should just, you should, you should get back in there. And I always kind of thought I was too old, but I'm like, I don't feel old. Like, right. You know, as long as I don't feel old, why, why would I stop? So right. and that kind of got me the bug again after, uh, coming out of retirement for what, like the fourth time, third time, whatever yeah, it's been. Third or fourth time. Yeah. Hey, I mean, if I can, if I can, and I've talked to Mike, Michael about this a million times and everybody, if I could come back and get a big payday, I would a hundred percent do it, but it would take too long. Right. <laughs> like I you had to build yourself back up in the ranks. You had to have, have, have like probably four or five fights before you can mm -hmm. even talk about the big money fight. And I'm just like, that's like a couple of years in. Right. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at now. So. Yeah, I mean, now yeah. you're getting there now, yes. but I'm just yep. like, Oh, do I really, I mean, I'm 40, how old am I? 42. I had to think mm -hmm. about it for a second. Um, so it's possible. I've thought about it many times, but right. Never say never. That's what I've I got three kids. One of them, I'm with two. I just, I mean, I just had one a couple years ago. He's only two, but Aww. yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think about it all the time, especially yeah. doing this more. Yeah. Like talking to everybody like, yeah. It really well, I think now too, um, you know, women are boxing later. I mean, men, like I look at Bernard Hopkins, he was yeah. like incredible into his fifties, you know, Absolutely. and just kept himself so healthy. And I think it's definitely a possibility. Um, yeah. you know, I get a lot of medicals. I have CAT scans, I have EKGs, I have stress tests, I, you name it. They, I have to say Rhode Island, uh, boxing commission is great because, they do, um, you know, they, they cover everything with me, um, because of my age and, and, you know, if there was ever anything that came up that was abnormal, of course I would quit, you know, my life yeah. is, and my health is the first and most important thing. So absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, my daughter just walked in here. What do you, mean? you know, I'm doing my show, right? Mm hmm. So what is it that's so important that you need right now? 
She wants me to approve something for her on her Hi. Phone. Hi. How are you? Good. Good. Amy. Maddie, I can't do it right now. Mm -hmm. I don't even have it. You have to send it to me again. Okay. okay. Love you. Bye. Um, 2020, though, you received a special call. Um, I'm assuming you got the phone call. I guess not everybody got a phone call. I found that out. I'm um, talking to some people, but I got a phone call. Um, Sue Fox, letting you know you're being inducted into the International Women's Boxing Hall of Fame class of 2020. I know my, my phone call was one for my record books. Uh, it'll be one I remember till the day I die. But tell us about the phone call for you and, and how important and what that means to you to have made the Hall of Fame. Um, so I did not get a phone call. <laughs> like, did you get an email? Did you get a text? Uh, like, what no. happened? So one of my um, my fighters that I've trained forever, still training her, um, she texted me and said, "Why wouldn't Why wouldn't you tell me that you got inducted in the Women's Boxing Hall of Fame?" I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Um, and then I saw it, um, you know, uh, on the Women's Boxing. Uh, website. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't know. And then from there, you know, we started connecting um, about the the Hall of Fame. But um, yeah, it was kind of a surprise to me. Um, you know, one of the biggest honors, I was so grateful. Um, it was a COVID year. So we actually got pushed to 2021. We yeah. did not have our induction ceremony because we couldn't. But um, it was just incredible. And, you know, with all the incredible women and you know just everybody there to support women's boxing yeah um, you know one of the great and i actually had just come out of retirement <laughs> so um you know it was yeah, kind of crazy. You fought the next year yeah so i had fought olivia um maybe a few months before we went to because she was actually at the ceremony yeah and uh yeah it was a few months but yeah it was kind of yeah because we we fought in june and the ceremony was in august yeah. Yeah. Well, how was your fight with Olivia? Were you guys like, because you're both from Canada? Mm hmm. Was I fought Olivia in Canada? Yeah. I don't think it was quite the fair, fair uh, outcome, but you know how we all feel about those um, travel fights. Yeah. But um, tell us a little bit about your fight with Olivia. That's our, our two common opponents. Right. Yeah. So my fight with Olivia was my first fight in eight years. Um, probably not the best fight to take is coming out of retirement, but you know, I was like, Hey, whatever, you know, I, I think coming out of retirement, I, I just wanted to see. So I was like, ah, put anybody in front of me. You know, I think I was like 44 at the time and I just wanted to see, um, uh, you know, and like I said, I hadn't been in the ring in like over eight years. So, and she had been active, um, the day of the fight, it was so hot and humid it was an outdoor show her shoe actually melted as we were fighting and ha they had to stop and tape her shoe because it mel it was melting on the canvas How it was, was like ridiculous melt? it was like the craziest thing and then um we were in before we went into the fight we the dressing rooms were outside we were outside for hours like completely dehydrated like it was just you know, nobody predicted because it was like mid June or something that that would be the weather in Rhode Island because it's very uncommon. I had, um, after the fight, I, I couldn't take my shoes off and I had the biggest like 
heat blisters on the bottom of my feet. Like I couldn't walk after the fight because there were so many, like my blisters, it was just crazy. We, we fought to a draw, you know, I think, um, it was a tough fight. I don't, again, I think I was fighting the elements more than I was fighting. Yeah, Alyssa, more than although her. I think she's, she's an incredible fighter and she's fought everybody and been around, but you know, it was more about the heat. Like it was just ridiculous. And yeah. it was like a freak thing. And I'm like, Oh, this is so, you know, at that time I was like, what am I doing? Is this what I should be doing? Um, but you know, I just wanted to get right back in there. I, I felt good and, you know, coming out of retirement and, you know, starting a second boxing career at 44 is a very different experience compared to starting a career in your early twenties. Yeah. Um, you know, you're, you're there for different reasons. Um, you, you learn different lessons and, um, yeah, it was just, it's a different experience. And for me, it was just the fact that, you know, I could do it and I was doing it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like I, like a hair in my mouth. I, um, I don't know. I, you know, I think back to like my younger years when I would lose a fight, like I would stay in bed for a week. I would be devastated. You know, I looked at things so differently and now it's just, um, the fact that I'm doing it, I feel blessed. The fact I can still move my body at 47 years old, like, right. you know, the way that I am, um, you know, and I've, I've had some really good fights since I come out, but, um, you know, Olivia was another, another boxer I respected and just being in the ring with her and she was wonderful before the fight. And, you know, it's nice chatting with her and being yeah. with another fellow Canadian. So that was, that yeah. was a really cool experience. Absolutely. Uh, Michael or Shalito's way. Yes, we know. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. I talked to her from time to time. Um, hopefully get her on the show. I can't remember when, Absolutely. but I think I've got her scheduled later on. Mm -hmm. um, now though, at the age of 47, kind of, we said close to 48, you have won though, your two fights this year. Yeah. Um, what's like, what's next for you? Who do you want to fight before you officially hang up the gloves? Yeah. <laughs> um, and what's, what's your goals or like, who, who is it that you want to fight before you do decide to call it quits? Um, you know, for me, there's so many that I would love to fight. Um, and you know, I, I feel most comfortable at 130 pounds right now. Um, I think I could go down if I had to, you know, I, I mostly fought my career at 135. Yeah. Um, but I do, I do feel comfortable at, um, 130 and, you know, anybody in the top 10, I would be willing to fight at, at 26, 35, um, or 30, you know, I'm just really looking at anybody. I think, you know, like you said, like I, I came out of here because out of, retirement because women's boxing really changed from, you know, when you and I were there and yeah. for us, we didn't make a lot of money. You know, I've never no. really made a lot of money at the sport. Um, I've dedicated my whole life. I own a gym. Uh, I train fighters. I train, you know, I train a lot of people at my gym and, um, this has been my life since I was 15 and I think I deserve a big payday. And, you yeah. know, I, I put the time and the work in and, you know, I'm, I'm willing to get in there with anyone. Um, I don't think anyone should underestimate me because, you know, I do have experience and I yeah. don't think that my age, um, is an issue. I think it's, a you know, I think it benefits me because I have the experience and the yeah, maturity and the knowledge that I have. Yeah. So, um, 
you know, I'm, Plus, I'm I don't like know I said, about you, but I'm pretty sure that all of us old heads, we fight a lot different than the new. We it was a different time. It you was know, a I whole don't, different I don't think thing. people understand that, you know. No, they don't. Um, but if enough of us come out of retirement, they mm -hmm. will. Yes. Yeah. Because it, I don't know. My husband and I, we talk about this often. Um, because he was my you know, he was my trainer after um I left Sam Colonna, then my husband just because he took over um training and it just worked out better that way but um we talk about this so often about all of the old school fighters just being so gritty i guess is yep. the word um mm -hmm. we fought we all, all wanted to 99.9 percent .9 of us wanted to fight only the best yeah um, and every single fight was like a dog fight yeah yeah. they were wars like they yeah. were straight up like you were on the edge of your seat watching all the fights back then that you could see um and not that the fights today aren't interesting um and some of them are good matchups and I mean, don't get me wrong i still like well i still support women's boxing i still watch all the fights um but it's just not the same as no. the fights we used to see it's yeah i think for us too it's because we had to fight so many things. We weren't just yeah. fighting in the ring. We were fighting to get on cards. We were fighting to get into gyms. We were fighting to get trainers, yes. um, to get attention to sell tickets. You know, women's boxing, I think is great now. Like I, I love all the up and comers, you know, Katie Taylor is absolutely incredible and has done so yes. much for women's boxing. But we just I um, talked about that because everybody counted her out. I didn't, I knew for a hundred percent fact she was going to Yep. I told you know, everybody I, the first fight there was something wrong with her. I, she was either sick. Her face did she not. Was, even from the moment she walked out of the back, I knew yep. there was something wrong. She yep. wasn't the same like peppy. She was sick or something was bothering her or she might have had an injury. I don't know what it was. Yeah. But even throughout the fight, she was not herself. She didn't throw the combination. She didn't have the hand speed. She was freaking off. And everybody's like, oh, she's just past her prime. Like, it's time for her to retire. Like, she's done. But not to mention the fact that she went up in weight. Right. Um, but I said, no, that wasn't her. And I'm telling you, this fight, she's going to beat the shit out of her. Yeah. And everybody said, no, 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 no. Camera's too big. Camera's too strong. Okay. And I, it's exa it went exactly how I thought it was going to go. And just yeah. like you said, um, don't, don't ever count me out. Like, no. you don't know me very well. It's the same thing. Um, we talk about this all the time. But you just really got to know boxing in order. But even the fighters were saying that. I was like, what yeah. the hell? I was reading the people said, I'm like, what are you talking about? Right. Like, how no, do you, if you know boxing so well? How do you know she wasn't off? Right. Yeah, you could see it in her face the first fight. And the second fight going into the ring, she just had a different demeanor and a different sense about her. But the thing with Katie is, um, you know, I've actually had the, I've been able to spar with her and she's just an incredible, you know, human being. And she's so humble, but, um, she again, like works harder than everybody. And, and I think honestly, like watching her lose that fight and then come back and win in Ireland was, you know, it was like that Cinderella story. Like it was yeah. just amazing and it was better than anybody thought it was going to be and i'm just yeah. so proud and um you know grateful for her and for what she's done for female boxing and continues yeah. to do but you know going back to our 
generation. It's like we never ever would get that opportunity. And yeah. it was hard enough for us to get onto shows. And, you know, I was consider myself grateful because, um, you know, I had a great promoter, Jimmy Birchfield, who believed in female boxing, but he was, you know, one in few, not many yeah, there promoters was. would put us on fights and it was really, really tough. And, you know, I think, you know, I think I fought in like a world title fight in like my fifth fight or something. Like that's what we did. Yes. You know, yes. that's what we did because otherwise we would never get the opportunity. Yeah. I mean, my third pro fight was Mia St. John. Yeah. He was like right. 46, five and I don't even fucking know what her record was, but she had like yep. 50 something fights and I had 13 Three. amateur fights okay. and it was my third pro fight. Yep. Um, so, I mean, you just, it, you just, it, there was no, oh, we're going to remain undefeated and do all this and like build ourselves up. There wasn't an yeah. opportunity for that. And then especially after like when I fought Mia, they wouldn't approve. They wouldn't, they wouldn't approve me to fight anybody. Like I could only fight top 10 or top five fighters yeah. after that, because they're like, well, you, you beat me in St. John. Right. So like you're on a whole nother level now. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm still only got four fights. Yeah. And my next fight after that, I think, was a title fight. I mean, they it, it was just like, it was crazy. Yeah. But like, yes, the thing you're talking about, the the money that there, that there is out there now, there never was such a thing as undisputed back then. Like, no. I, you couldn't. There was barely even opportunities to fight for titles, let alone multiple titles. Right. Um, and then the paydays. I mean, I know you're still fighting, but I've said it a million times because I really don't care anymore but four thousand dollars was the most money i ever made and that was my rematch in mexico against mia um and i know she made way hell more than that uh but i was the opponent coming in or whatever she wanted to fight in her in in mexico but there just wasn't anything we did it because we loved it yeah it wasn't about money or anything else it was about fighting the best leaving a mark in the sport being remembered and just being great and if you got a title along the way that was like a bonus right yeah again you didn't you didn't get money with the title necessarily either. No. so no um you know when it, won my title. Point, it it still is like that a lot of the times like i i would say there's you know uh you know a handful of women that are making a lot of money um yes. you know since i come out of retirement like you know do i make a lot of money no I don't, I, but again, I'm trying to prove something. And I think for me, it, it is age. I don't want people to write me out, you know, just because yeah. I'm 47 doesn't mean I can't, you know, hang in there with, with some of the best. And, you know, yeah. I hope I do want to have one or two more fights very soon before I turn 48. And I think, um, I hope I get that opportunity because I feel that, you know, I, I started in 92 as an amateur and I was one of the you know, the first females in Canada. And I feel like I deserve that chance. And I hope Absolutely. somebody, you know, I, I do um, praise uh, Amanda Serrano for giving um, Heather Hardy that opportunity. And I hope yes. somebody else at that level gives me the same opportunity. Absolutely. Uh, Bonnie wants to know, do you have anything upcoming now? Nope. If anybody can make me a fight, I'm there. <laughs> I'll be there. I'm ready. I'm ready. Bonnie, to go. Your message. She's ready to go. Anybody. Yep. Yep. Um, the top people. Absolutely. Come get her. Um, you nailed it. Gritty heart and determination. That's what we all were. 
back in the day. I'm telling yep. you, it's just not, I'm sorry, ladies of the new era. I, I'm not saying that some of you are not great fighters, um, but it's just not the same. It's, it's different. not the same as our era. Yeah. Um, Women's Boxing Channel, uh, welcome in. Thanks for joining us. He said, hey, Jamie Brooke, fantastic to see Jamie pro boxing since 2000 as a pro. Yep. Uh, mid 90s. Um, honor to see you, Jamie. Thank you. Um, let's see. Michael, Bonnie, welcome to the show. Um, I knew Katie Taylor would be drastically different as Sandy Ryan told me daily what was happening. Sandy screamed at her to dig deep late spar rounds to increase fitness. Katie Taylor was, said she was significant to her win. Awesome. I didn't know that Sandy Ryan was working with her, but that's good. Yeah. Um, Sandy was definitely a good sparring partner for her. She was living in Dublin with Katie Taylor and her mom, Coach Ross, and manager Brian in the big house. Sparred with her for over three weeks. I didn't know that. I guess I didn't see any posts about it, but that's awesome. Um, Sandy definitely was a good um, add to her training game for sure. Yeah, she's a great fighter. Boston and Dublin. Jamie is ranked 13 on BoxRec ahead of the likes of Bustos, Carvajal, Hernandez, etc. Amazing woman. She is. She's from our era, Women's Boxing Channel. That's why she's amazing. Um, but we've we've talked, I mentioned this earlier. You've been in the ring with so many greats. Um, Garula, Olivia, Holm, Emery, Belinda Lara Quente. We can't oh leave her out. She's the um, best. Couch, Mia St. John. Of course, Melissa Florentini is another amazing woman. Mm -hmm. um, Eliza Olsen, just to name a few of them. Who would you say, though, out of out of all the people you fought, was your toughest opponent and why? Oh, man. So many. Um, I always go back to Eliza, and I actually had the opportunity to tell her that. <laughs> just <laughs> she, oh, my God, she was just so tough. Like, she, she just was seriously one of the strongest women I've ever met, you know, and... Um, you know, meeting her a few years ago at a, we were taking, um, female boxing boxers to a tournament. We were both there and she, when she saw me, she was so kind and so sweet. And we, you know, we, we kind of discussed war stories and, um, you know, she was just, she was just a top female and I, I have so much respect for her. Um, yeah. you know, and I, I've been so lucky to fight so many, uh, great women. You know, you mentioned Belinda, like, I think when I saw her at the weigh-in, I was really starstruck because she was another one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, and I kind of had to like pull myself together because I had always admired her as one of the greats. Um, yeah. And of course, Jane and Mia. Absolutely. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, because like when we were, I mean, we're not too far off in age. I mean, we, and not too far off. I mean, I went pro in 2006, so mm -hmm. not too much farther behind after you. Uh, of course, we fought our whole careers at the same time, but um, like going, like meeting some of these people that we um, saw like before us, but that were still fighting and even fighting some of them, it's just an indescribable feeling, really. I guess to like, like you said, you really have to focus because you're like, I mean, the first time when I met Mia and we had the first interview, and to you know like with the press conference or whatever, mm -hmm. you're just like staring at them. Cause you're like, well, that's really, that's really them. The same thing yeah. with Chevelle. I was on an all women's card in California. There were so many 
amazing mm -hmm. fighters on that card. Holly Holmes was there commentating. But there was just so many people there because it was an all-women's card. And, like, to meet them. Because we didn't have the opportunities very often to fight with other f females on the cards. Right. Like, it was very rare. So when yep. you actually got to meet one, it was special. Yeah, it was. Uh, Women's Boxing Channel says, Jane Couch talks very highly of you. Mm, she's the best. Um, I'm still trying to get her on, on the show. Oh, my God. I would. I'm still working on it. Yeah, I pay a lot of money to see that. She yeah. is just one of the most entertaining people. And just, you know, her stories must be incredible. Because she really yeah. started female boxing in, in the UK. And, you know, she's just she an incredible woman. And just a tough woman, you know. and But always gracious and respectful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm still working on her. Uh, trying to get trying Dude. to get contacts there. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, we always talk about on this show. Um, it's it's pretty much no holes bars in that aspect and the truth about stuff. But all of us females, considering it's a male dominant sport of boxing, have been through a lot of BS, done things or had to go through things that we just shouldn't have to go through if we were men. Um, can you tell us a little bit of things that you've had to deal with or go through during your career? Um. You know, I, I feel in some ways I feel very lucky because I did have a promoter for a long time. And I know that a lot of female boxers never had that opportunity. Yeah, um, I so I think in some aspect I was kind of protected. And, you know, like Jimmy still promotes me and he still looks out for my career and, and for me and my well-being. But, um, you know, I just remember going to shows and, you know, at the weigh-in, um, you know, you're getting on the scale and all of a sudden everybody's being there looking at you in a bikini. You know, I'm just trying to make weight just like these guys in their underwear, you know. Yeah. Um, just, I don't know. It was, you know, going back, it, it was a different time. You know, all of a sudden everybody was so interested in, in what we were doing. And, and um, you know, I, I remember fighting one time and a guy was like... Um, you know, somebody yelling in the crowd, like, oh, take your shirt off or, you know, just like hearing that, yeah, you know, kind of thing as an amateur and as a pro. Yeah. And I think back to like when I was an amateur, I was a kid, you know, yeah. I was 16, 17 years old. I remember fighting at a dinner show and, and somebody said, take your shirt off. Uh, and I'm, you know, I'm boxing someone. I trained very hard. I took it very yeah. seriously. Um, and just, I think those experiences uh, were always a letdown because, you know, as a female um, in this sport, we had to um, work twice as hard and to have somebody, you know, downgrade and yeah. belittle us like that was really devastating. But um, again, you know, I had incredible male coaches that supported me and loved me. And, you know, my longtime promoter, Jimmy, um, who always, you know, fought for me and, you know, he got me on ESPN, he got me on these shows. And I think, um, you know, those, those great people outweigh the bad people. So I, I feel very lucky. Absolutely. For sure. Um, what, what advice though, would you like to give to all the young aspiring female boxers that want to make their mark in the sport? Like so many past fighters have, um, you know, I think obviously, you know, train hard, be consistent with your training and, and be open to training. I think, um, you know, supporting other women and sparring with other women is so important in the sport. And, um, especially now, especially now. Yeah. You know, a lot of women you hear like they won't spar with 
other people. I'll go spar anybody. Like, I don't care. I'm like, I learn from everybody. And I think that's a big thing. Like, just keep your eyes wide open and, and learn what you can and respect the women in the sport because, you know, male or female, this is a really, really hard sport. And um, I think, you know, getting all the support you can is really important. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, like you said, the sparring and stuff now more than ever, because there is so many females now available. Yeah. I mean, we didn't have those opportunities. No, back. I mean, I sparred with guys oh. up until I think yeah. like 2000 and like, yeah, I mean, I that was my only partners. Yeah, there was I maybe God, if I really think hard, maybe twice that I ever sparred with a female. And yeah. one of them was Terry Blair because I met her oh, really? at the fight card in California on the yeah. all female card. And my husband and I drove to Kentucky from Illinois um, just to go spar with her. But that's, but that's only because we met her and my husband and her trainer became really close. Yeah. Um, and I still talk to Terry, but yeah, they became really close. And then somehow they worked out this thing where we were going to spar together. Um, and I still remember because I felt so bad. We were, I was sick with the flu and I'm like, well, I'm not going to bet because she was getting ready for a fight. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to go back down. So I, we went up there, but I didn't give her the best work because I was so sick. Like I couldn't yeah. breathe out my nose at all. So it made it's so hard to spar because I couldn't breathe. Um, but yeah, if we still went, it was fun. Um, but yeah, other than that, there is, there just wasn't that many females. No, no. And I, I think yeah. it's cool too, like, that, ladies. Yeah, we just, we've never had that. And now I see that like in my own gym that I own. Um, you know, we, we have the majority of the gym is female and, you know, it's just, that's an important, um, factor in our gym is just supporting each other and, and yeah. being there for each other, no matter what your experience or your age or, you know, whatever, but you know, we, I did not have that. And I want to give them, you know, every opportunity that I didn't have and, and, you know, yeah. kind of have them not go through all the hard stuff that we had to go through. Right. Um, you know, so it's totally different sparring with females. Not that some of them are just as good as the men or whatever, but it's totally different sparring on a female than it is with a male. Yeah. And you need it. You know, I, yeah. I, my last few fights, I've had great sparring with men and women. I spar my husband. We sparred 10 rounds on Monday, you know, and he's been my sparring partner for like 20 years. Yeah. Um, but you know, I always mix in, um, you know, I, I spar with, um, a girl, from Massachusetts, uh, Leash Pike, who's an up and coming pro, I'll go with her or, you know, there's a lot of amateurs around here that I'll spar with. Cause I think, um, you know, it's great to have both yeah. and you know, you, you box, you compete against a female, so you should spar a female. Absolutely. But, you know, we had one, maybe two girls in the gym when we were training at that time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, well for you, what is it that you hope to be remembered for most when you do decide to officially hang them up for competing? Um, so I think for me, it would be just, you know, I think I always put a lot of heart into my fights. Um, you know, I had some tough fights along the way, you know, I won some, I lost some, but you know, I always had the heart there and I always had the love and passion for the sport as I still do. Yeah. Um, you know, when I, when I talk about the sport and I train, my fighters, I, I still feel that same love that I did when I started boxing. And yeah. I think I, I want people to know that, you know, the sport gave me so much and it continues to, um, you know, and I think like now also just, 
you know, being at my age, a uh, 47-year-old professional boxer, mama too, <laughs> you know, yes. like, um, you know, I, I'm proud of that. And, you know, I, I'm doing things that a lot of people can't do. And I think, um, you know, just showing to people that um, age is a number. And I think if you still have the drive and the passion and obviously health, um, that you can yes. really accomplish anything. Yeah, absolutely. You know what would be a phenomenal, I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking about it in my head, but will be a, such a phenomenal fight for you. Mm -hmm. But I don't know, maybe she could, she probably could do 135. It's Chevelle. Oh, She's yeah. still fighting. Is and, she still fighting? Yes, 100% still fighting. She just was supposed to fight last Saturday and she had three opponents lined up mm -hmm. because they all kept backing out. And the day before the fight, the last one backed out. So she didn't oh get Oh, my God. Fight. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Um, but she's, I mean, obviously, she's older, too. Um, yeah. She has so much trouble having fights. She fought, I think, last year once or twice. Yeah, I um, remember. Yep. But, yeah, she was supposed to fight this year. Um, but, yeah, she really, really <laughs> wants to keep fighting, but she can't get any fights. But yeah. I'm trying to remember. She called out several people when we were fight when we were did our interview. What weight she told me, and I can't remember. She said she could one thirty five and up to like one forty seven or whatever it was. But she probably could get to one thirty five. Yeah, I mean that would be a phenomenal it. fight. That would be a great fight. You know, I was really um, a few months ago. I was really going after Heather Hardy because I think yeah. that'd be another great fight. But unfortunately, I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. And you know, for Heather and Chevelle and I, I think it's, we're in a tough spot because we are older. We have the experience. And I think, you know, I, I just, they um, did a press release a few months ago and I was like, I'd love to fight Sky Nichols. Yeah. Um, but, a good one. you know, nothing, nothing happened. I, you know, I'll, I'll get in. I don't, know what I, don't care. I don't know if it's all these young cats are just scared of the old heads or if, I don't understand it. Like I really yeah. don't. I, I mean, yeah, high risk, low reward. I get it. Yeah, but it, it literally exactly makes no sense is. because if I were one of those young up and comers, and it was an icon mm -hmm. such as you, Chevelle. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and Heather, on. Yep. People, Heather, all of these girls. I mean, Melissa Hernandez. They came out of retirement. Yeah. Um, there's so Although many. Although Chantel Cameron it, did fight her. Yeah, and I take nothing. Yeah. Yes, Cameron. Yeah. She's um, the one who stepped up. Yes, these girls, I would have loved to add that name to my resume. Yeah, absolutely. Because they're but icons, they're idols. I get it. Yes, it's a risk because it, you shouldn't lose to somebody that's older. that much older. <laughs> yeah. I get it. It's a risk. <clears throat> but it's a risk that's worth taking because if you can get their name on your resume, granted, yeah. they might be like, oh, well, you should have beat her because they're older. I don't give a shit. The name's on my resume. Right. And you learn, you learn. You but learn. I have to say, guys too, like, do it. That's the difference between um, what we went through and what women went through, what are going through now is we never had the opportunity to have, like, I'm not saying they have padded records, but all these women are undefeated. We yes. had to fight everybody. Yeah. And, you know, no if you lost, thing. like, losing is not the worst thing in the world. I'll tell you no. that. Because I've lost fights. And but every time I lose a fight, I've I've gained so much from it, you know. And Absolutely. I think, you know, some of these women need to see, like, 
it's it's hard out there and you you need to fight people like us to gain that experience win or lose you're gonna get something out of it you know Absolutely. and i think that's you know again that's kind of where what i'm looking i'm looking for that big fight because i think yeah. i deserve it you know you i do. put my Perfect. time in and it's got to happen soon because i am getting a little old and i'm getting a little tired <laughs> and it's way past my bedtime i, I you have to do it eight o'clock um, ladies give her a call she yes. wants all of you i'm ready whatever they whatever they want i'm gonna I'm let chevelle know too she did have a fight lined up i was so pissed when she put the post out the day before that it was canceled and that oh. was and i had just talked to her and that was i think the third opponent that backed out i was like yeah what the hell is wrong with these people yeah um, bonnie man says yes that would be a good one we have to find these two both opponents we do bonnie i think yes. actually, that would be a really good matchup between you and chevelle yeah honestly. um you and Heather, yeah, her and Heather would be an awesome fight too. I think that honestly, that'd be like a Ward Gotti fight, but I, yeah, you know, unfortunately, well, Heather, what's why is it not working? I mean, she's, she's um, still fighting. I just interviewed her a couple of weeks. She's still yeah. fighting. No, she's fighting, and I think I think she, you know I don't think Heather is the kind of person that would back down from anyone. I don't think it's like a me thing. I think it's a money thing. And it is, you yeah, know, she did tell me when we inter on, in the interview at her age. Um, because somebody, I can't remember who they said, um, they wanted to see her fight. Somebody, she, oh, shit, I can't think of her name now. But um, somebody that they wanted to see her fight, and they said it just didn't make money sense because they didn't have, like, a promoter or anything. So she's mm -hmm. like, there will be no money in it. Like, I'm about money now. Like, if it doesn't, yeah. make, if it doesn't make money sense, it doesn't make sense. Right. I yeah. get at that age, like... She's well, already honestly, put in the time and all that. Like she wants the big paydays. Yeah. I I'm in it. the same boat though. You know, I've, I've proven myself out of retirement. I've had some decent wins. I've had some great fights. Yeah, you've had five, and, you five know, or two I, fights. One or two fights left in me. And I think I need to get a big fight. And I, I'm not going to settle for anything less. And, yeah. um, you know, I respect Heather for that. And, you know, her and I are on the same boat. So uh, her and I fighting each other would be incredible. But you know, it's not a money fight, unfortunately. So we need to look beyond that. You know, I think for me, it's like, I'm going to look for Tiara Brown. Yeah. That's who it was. Yeah. For a certain point. And then I think, um, you know, if I don't get what I want, maybe I'll take a, a, you know, a retirement fight. But, um, at this point I'm, I'm in it to win it and I'm, yeah. you know, go big or go home kind of thing. So absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Uh, Michael wants to know what your thoughts are on three minute rounds. Um, you know, I go back and forth. I actually did fight a pro fight three minute rounds, which was an accident, um, in Boston. Um, oh my God, who was, who did I fight? Uh, it was Marshall Kaufman's fighter. I got to think back, but, um, you know, we accident, they, uh, the timekeeper screwed up and put us at three minute rounds. I've had um, that happen. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think it's cool. Like, you know, I think if women want to do it, great. Um, I, the reason why I like two minute rounds, uh, number one is because anytime I go to a fight show and people watch female boxing, they're like, it is so exciting. Yeah. And I think that is, you know, partially because of the two minute rounds. Um, the other reason is, you know, it is nice for us to kind of have our own thing too. Um, you know, and I think women, um, you know, we, we go in there and we fight toe to toe for two minutes every round. I think that's really what 
uh, a lot of people love. And, you know, on top of that, we have the skill level. So I like the two minute rounds. I, I would, you know, if I got a fight tomorrow and they said three minute rounds, I'd be like, sure, you know, I'll take it. But, um, for me, I just, I like the two minute rounds because I like the fast pace. Yeah. And I, that, I think that it, a lot of it, I think has to do with that. But another thing I've always told people is I have nothing against three minute rounds. We all train three minute rounds and Mm -hmm. I used to train three minute rounds with a 30 second break instead of a minute Yeah, um, when we were training, but I'm not going to sign a contract for a three minute round fight unless I have three minute round equal pay. Okay. Yeah. So I already don't get paid and now you want me to fight even more time for the same amount of money just doesn't make any sense to me. So I would, you know, that's where I always stood with it. I didn't have anything against fighting three minute rounds. I trained three minute rounds, so it was no problem, but yes, I agree. I think it would take away a lot of the action um, because people would settle and get comfortable and feel each other out more. And you got more time Um, like the men where it gets boring sometimes watching Mm -hmm. there's too much time. Um, but also, yeah, I'm, there's absolutely no way I'm signing a contract for three minute rounds to fight even longer, unless you're going to pay me the same amount of money you would pay dude over here for the same amount of time. Like it's just yeah. not worth it. It's not worth the extra risk to me unless you're going to get compensated for it. Yeah. Um, Michael said, they lack the experience you guys have gained. It's a different time coming up. There was a lot tougher of opposition in your careers. Plus, you guys didn't back down from a challenge. Absolutely. Brenda Drexel. Yeah, Michael. Well, that's just because that was just our era and we were totally different. Yep. Um, amidst your comeback, though, what changes have you noticed in the boxing landscape compared to when you first started out your career? Um. Obviously, we get more attention as females. You know, it's easier to get on TV, um, get, you know, headline as a fighter. You know, I've I've come back and I've already been the co-feature of the main event and fights. Um, you know, I think people, the fans, want to see more female boxing. Um, and I think people respect us as athletes a lot more. Um, yeah. Again, probably the... Um, the, the worst things are, you know, the money's not always there still. Um, you know, I own a gym and I work a lot. And sometimes when I fight, I feel like it's, it's kind of a loss, <laughs> so, yeah. you know, and I'm, I'm still doing it because I love it and because I want to make my mark on the sport. Um, but yeah, I would say just, you know, I, I feel like people just respect us a lot more. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, well, looking back, is there any advice you would give to your younger self when you first started out in the sport? Oh my God. (laughs) I think, um, you know, coming back as, you know, um, an older boxer, I think for me, the hardest part was my confidence. Um, and you know, I did have that, a lot of, um, confidence issues when I was younger, but really like, you know, coming out of retirement, I'm like, oh, can I do this? Am I too old? You know, as you get older as a woman, you, you definitely lose some of that. Um, but I also, you know, I had that when I was younger and I think I actually started working with, um, a sports psychologist, uh, for my last few fights and which was super helpful. But I think I would just, you know, tell my younger self to like trust in the process more, enjoy the process 
and not take take things so seriously because I think if I had a bad day in sparring, it would like destroy me. And you know, yeah. Now it's just I I think really think of everything as a learning experience and how can I improve myself? Yeah, you just brush it off and keep moving. Yep. Um, oh, he wants to know if Brenda Drexel was your three minute round fight. No, no, it was in Boston. Brenda Drexel was incredible though. She was such a cool lady and such a tough lady. But um, no, like I said, it was Marshall Kaufman's fighter. Um, she was actually dating Kermit Cintron at the time. Um, oh my God, what was her name? She was like, she was a really cool girl. Um, and it was in Boston. I want to say in like around 2001, 2002. Um, Michael's probably looking at your record right now. Yeah. You'd, you'd have to look it up. So, um, he'll, he'll figure it out. He's going to keep throwing it out there. Um, yeah. but as, as someone who's achieved so much in the sport, and at the age of four to seven, I mean, I have to know, like, what keeps motivating you and pushing you to move forward and set new goals for yourself in the sport? Um, I, I would say, first of all, my children, um, you know, and, and my husband and my family, um, you know, my, my daughter's 14 and my son's 10. And I think for them, like, you know, whatever they think about boxing is, you know, I don't know if they totally love it, but they just see how hard I work and my yeah. drive and my dedication. And, you know, that's really, um, coming through to them. And, um, you know, I can pass on those life lessons to them. And I think, um, they, you know, they do appreciate what I'm doing and respect what I'm doing and, and it drives them also. So I think that's yeah. like, number one, I think, um, you know, just, um, you know, I, I, I love boxing. Like I love yeah. it. And I, I, sometimes I wish I could get out of my blood. I'm like, Oh my God, yeah. what am I doing? Should I still be doing this? Or, you know, I wish I was doing something different, but I go to the gym every day and I'm surrounded by, you know, wonderful people. And I've met the yeah. best people in, in my career. Um, I train a lot of master boxers, um, which really inspires me because a lot of these women are, you know, over the age of 35 and 40 and they show up and all they want to do is have like an amateur fight yeah. and they train so hard and they all have kids and they all have jobs and houses and these women, um, you know, really inspire me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they do. They work. Yeah. I mean, I know lots of them that do that, but yeah, they work so hard. Um, and I mean, you know how it was, I mean, back, in our day, not only, I mean, we, we couldn't train full-time. I mean, I worked a full-time job. I had kids, yep. you know, it was like, go to work, go to the gym with the kids. Yes. Hours, yep. Grab a bite to eat on the way home, go to bed and do it all over again. Like there, yep. and I always used to, I laugh and I always tell people, I'm like, could you imagine what kind of fighter I would have been, or all of us back then would have been, had we had the opportunity to just train and oh run. my gosh yeah because none of us had that opportunity very i mean there was very few if any yeah just boxed and like they they could make a living off of boxing so yep. you know we worked full-time we part-time trained and we're mothers and all this other stuff yeah um, so i'm like could you imagine like the and we were beasts back then right how much more phenomenal we would have been had we just trained yeah like yeah it's crazy i can't even fathom it it would be just unreal 
I think about like, you know, after having my kids and, and boxing, um, and taking my, my son or my daughter with the carrier into the gym, yeah. having to breastfeed, you know, yeah. and, and sparring and like have, or having to feed her or the babysitter calls me and the baby's crying, you know, can you come back? You know, it's, it's, um, it's you know, hard. and then you're getting punched in the head and you're training yeah. and it's, you know, yeah, obviously my kids are older now and it's much easier, but looking back, I'm like, how the hell did I do that? Yeah. Like it's hard. You know, and I mean, it takes so hard when they say it takes a village. I mean, and that's the one good thing though, about boxing gyms mm -hmm. is the village and you're all family. So yeah, absolutely. I used to take my, my daughter, my first one literally lived in the gym with like, yeah. we were always in the gym. If I wasn't at work, we were at the gym. Mm -hmm. Um, and so she was like her first several years was raised in the gym. Like, yep. and people would just, they helped. Like yeah. And they loved it. Like, they oh, loved okay. the kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's yep. just what it was. It wasn't easy. Um, Connie Betchel or Reagan Pudwell. It was Connie Betchel. Okay. Connie Betchel. There you go, Michael. Yep. That was it. Yeah. We fought three minute rounds and both of us after were like, did that seem really long to you? <laughs> I think we yeah. fought a six rounder and then we found out that the, the timekeeper, um, the time. messed up with the time. Yep. Yeah. But, it was you know, funny. We did it and we're like, we were fine, you know, it yeah. didn't but you noticed, I mean, you noticed the difference. We did notice. Yeah. Um, mine was just a four round fight. I think, um, if I remember right. And it was after like the second round, when I sat down, I said to my husband, I'm like, these are three minute rounds. Like these are long rounds. Yeah. And he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, like, I mean, it's fine, but these are not two minute rounds. And mm -hmm. then they switched it. They like, oh, really? realize they messed it up. So we fought two, three minute rounds and two, two minute rounds. So then they rolled the fight a draw because they messed up. Oh my gosh. I was so pissed. Yeah. <laughs> like, you should have just left it alone. Left it at three. You were fine. Like, left it alone. Yeah. Yep. List as oh he Michael said they listed the fight as two minute rounds. Nope. It was three. See? Definitely three. You're always messing up something. Yep. What do you feel is your biggest challenge you faced while making your comeback to the box to boxing after such a long time? Um, I would say you know, just get getting back into the swing of it. Um, you know, eight years is a long time. A, a yeah. lot of people don't have that layoff. Um, you know, a few years before that, up until I came out of retirement, I was doing some bodybuilding. So two very different sports. Yeah. Um, and I think the transition between the two was really hard. Um, you know, I was like pretty muscular and jacked when I came right. back and from, you know, training for, um, you know, I, competed in, um, some bodybuilding, but, um, that, that transition was really hard. Um, you know, and I think, as I said before, just second guessing myself with my age, like, can I do this? Should I be doing this? Um, I think after my first fight, it helped like, yeah, I can do this, you know, but yeah. I had to go through that experience to see if it was even a possibility for me. Yeah. And, and it is, I mean, mm -hmm. you're doing amazing. I'm excited to see what's up, what's Me coming too. next. Um, is there anything that we didn't discuss that you would like to discuss or let people know before we wrap it up today? Um, here, let me think about it. Um, 
you know, I think just that I'm, I'm so grateful and thankful for my career and it has not been easy, but you know, it, it's so fun talking to you because, you know, just thinking about all these memories and, and going back, um, you know, I think women of our era really, we really created something special. And, yeah. you know, I look at, um, the, the female boxers that I train now and, um, you know, they, they have it a little easier, but that was, you know, we paved the way for them. And I, yeah. you know, I, I'm sure you are, but I'm, I'm super proud of that and grateful. Um, and it's, it's okay that we had to go through that hard experience. Yeah. I think that's what made us who we are today. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. Um, which I always say is the one reason why I agreed to go ahead and do the show, um, was because I feel like that part of women's boxing has been lost mm -hmm. somewhere along the way um, in this new generation of fighters for some odd reason never pay tribute to past fighters like we used to do like we always used to mention past fighters and like how we weren't the first and all these people that came before us that paved the way for us to have the little bit of things we were getting and just keep building the roadway to get it to where it is today um but people don't pay respects to past fighters anymore. And that, that bothers me. Yeah. Um, and I, for some reason, I think a lot of them feel like they made women's boxing. I'm not going to name any names, um, but there are some that I feel, feel that way. Um, but like I've always said, there would have never been Olympics without all of us that came right. that pushing for women in the Olympics and yep. All of these things that have happened um, since the first woman that ever stepped foot in a ring, um, mm -hmm. we all did it. Um, and I, I just wanted everybody's stories to be told and hope that one day it really takes off and all these new generation of fighters get hooked on it and start learning. Yes. Yeah. From all of the past pioneers and fighters and their stories and like just learn like the history of the sport because mm -hmm. they didn't do it on their own, even though they may feel, feel that way. Um, and I just felt like it kind of got lost somewhere. So I'm like, you know what? Yeah. All of these people's stories need to be heard and they need to be put out there and maybe put some of them in check that there were people before you. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been ages since I saw you in person. I thought about it and I was like, shit, I should have put the picture, um, of us at the weigh-in that I took. I don't know. I can't even remember how long ago that was. And I can't even remember who I was fighting, but I met, I, I met her at the weigh-ins de decades ago. Probably it's been now or a decade probably ago. Oh yeah. yeah. But, um, it was actually probably like in the beginning of my career. Veronica Jeffries was fighting on that card. I can't even remember who the heck I was fighting, but somebody. Was that, uh, where was that? Was it, it was in New York, wasn't yeah. it? Yep, yeah, because I had a girl that was making her pro debut against Veronica. Yes. Yep, uh, that was, oh my God, that was so long. I don't even know. That had to have been like 16, 17 years ago. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> We're showing our age. Okay. Um, it's okay. But yeah, it's been a long time ago. And then I was like, I still have the picture in my phone. And I said, Chad, I should have put that picture up um, for your picture. But 
either way. But yeah, it's been a long time. And I was like, I can't, I'm trying to think of who I was fighting. I can't even remember. I just know I was in New York, but I fought New York like three times, two or three times. So I don't remember which fight it was. Um, but yeah, it's been a pleasure. Um, I can't wait to see what's next for you. Thank um, you. I'm definitely going to wish for the best that you get at least one big money fight within the next year. Um, you definitely deserve it. Um, and I'll be definitely watching. Thank you. And I appreciate so much what you are doing for female boxing. Oh, I appreciate it. I appreciate all of you for coming on. It makes me so excited. Um, but yeah, I appreciate it. Have a great night. Um, keep me in the loop or I guess I'll see it in, in the news, but hopefully soon. Yes. Beginning of 2024, big things are coming. I think so. All right. All Good right. Luck. Talk to you soon, Chant. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody. Thanks again so much. Live with no regrets. YouTube Brooke. Thank you, Bonnie. Thank you so much for joining me tonight, Bonnie. It's so made me so excited to see you here um, and, and commenting. Um, Women's Boxing Channel, as always. Thank you for joining in. Um, let's see. We had Bruce that was in here with us. Of course, Michael, as always, for throwing in the comments. Who else did I miss? Um, yeah, the Bruce cast. Thanks for joining. Um, join us again every Tuesday. Um, I think it was my first time seeing you in here. So please make sure you join us every Tuesday, share out the events, share out the shows and episodes. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please do though, make sure that you like subscribe and share the episodes. Tell everybody about the show. Um, we have some amazing, amazing guests on here, um, on Tuesday nights. Um, if you guys, um, feel so generous there is a donate button below that comes directed to me in the show uh but don't feel like you have to do so what i do though want you all to do though is share share out the show and make sure you hit the like button um set those reminders for every tuesday at 8 30 p.m eastern standard time and tell all your friends about it um these women are phenomenal phenomenal um athletes women mothers anything you can name it um, and their stories deserve to be out there and heard. And they're just, you can learn so much from every single one of them. So do make sure you guys are joining us every Tuesday night. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the show with me and Jamie tonight. Uh, we will see you all next Tuesday, same time, same place, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with the next episode of No Punches Pulled with No Mercy. Me, of course. But until then, remember, punch hard. Because nothing else matters. Have a great night, everybody.